Hello everyone, welcome back to the Black and Red Book Review Podcast. Uh, for those of you joining me for the very first time in the middle of Season 3, uh, that seems like a weird time to join a podcast project. But if so, welcome regardless. My name is Doc. I am a street medic, an outspoken anti-fascist, a union member in questionable standing, uh, based out of so-called New England. And on this podcast, I read, review, critique, and mock white nationalist and neo-Nazi literature. Uh, I read this shit so that other people don't have to. And in this podcast, I don't particularly touch on uh, the shit that your normie, quote-unquote, conservative uncle or whatever would be reading. But in this case, the text I'm going to be covering today is intended as outreach to your normie conservative uncle by scumbag white nationalists. And uh, I, while I don't have a firm author nailed down, uh, they were using a pseudonym for this text that I didn't bother to write in my notes because I am a hack and a fraud. Uh... But the text I'm going to be covering today is entitled Open Letter to the White Man uh, from a forum uh, that may be familiar to some of you by the name of Iron March, which is now defunct. Iron March, for those of you who are not aware, used to be a forum on the interwebs where white nationalist scumbags, white nationalist curious wannabe scumbags, and various other nerdy and cell teenagers would gather to fantasize about genocide and rape and murder from the comfort of their parents' basements. Most of them, of course, don't live in basements. They live in ranch houses and suburbs in the middle of Ohio or whatever. That's right, Jeff. I'm calling you out personally. Uh, the text in question was intended, was first published on Iron March Forum and was intended as a sort of radicalization document uh, aimed at normie suburban conservatives from a petty bourgeois class background. And interestingly, this document does have certain class analyses, uh, as we've touched on on this podcast before. Fascists do have their own critiques of capitalism. They are not pro-capitalist, and they are not simply self-aware agents of a capitalist cabal the way some orthodox Marxists like to pretend that they are. They actually do have critiques of capitalism, it's just that their critiques of capitalism are stupid and wrong. Uh, and as you can tell, we are not a very respectful or civil podcast uh, here at the Black and Red Book Review. So if you were some sort of liberal looking for uh, research opportunities into fascism and are offended by my unpolite language, I don't apologize. These people want us both dead, and they think that I am a liberal and that liberals are communists. So they don't differentiate, and they want everyone dead. So you cannot defeat them in the marketplace of ideas. You can only uh, smash them utterly on planet Earth first. Uh, back to the topic at hand, uh, this document is an open letter intended to white men, quote-unquote. And while I am a man, I am a pretty self-aware cis man, uh, and I am within the spot on the racial pyramid that is qualified as white, I am not under the impression that this open letter document, it's more of an essay, it's like a 15-page essay, which is a hell of a letter, uh, I don't think they know what a letter is, to be fair. I'm pretty sure this was written by a fellow millennial. Uh, maybe someone a little bit older than me, and I'm in my late 20s. Uh, but a 15-page letter seems like a bit much. They could have just as easily gone with a better title. 
Like, don't write an essay if you intend to write a letter. That just makes for piss-poor writing. But as uh, those of you who have been with us for a while are perfectly well aware, white nationalists can't manage more than piss-poor writing, despite proclaiming themselves to be the master race and the creators of all literature in the history of the world. So, uh, let us go through this text from beginning to end, a journey that I'm sure everyone here is just going to love. So, uh, here we are at the very beginning. Quote, The modern world has but one overarching ideal and value, submission. The modern world, in this case, meaning late, late capitalism uh, with social liberalism, uh, a world where gay people are sort of allowed to be gay in public and women can sort of exist in public, sort of. There are caveats to that, of course, but you should probably go ask uh, women and, and uh, queer and trans folks about that. Uh, and th this next line really made me laugh out loud as I was uh, reading it and jotting it down. Quote, what are we, then, if we are not white men? Are we workers or exploiters? Uh, this, is, this category of uh, class is entirely made up. And first of all, yes, you are uh, mostly small-time bosses uh, and, and rich fail-sons by background. And I agree that class is entirely made up. We could just as easily live in a classless society. So there's a thread here of anti-capitalism that... Uh, if I were completely unaware of everything else, I'd be like, oh, hey, that sounds interesting. Uh, and then I might, if I lacked wisdom and experience, might fall down a rabbit hole. Uh, there's a reason that fascism borrows talking points and aesthetics and so on from the political left. Uh, but as we go through the rest of this text, don't worry, they're going to lose the thread pretty much immediately. Uh... They uh, have critiques of hierarchy, which really drew my attention as an anarchist who doesn't like hierarchy very much. Uh, but, of course, not to worry, their critique of hierarchy is stupid and wrong. Quote, We have a form of hierarchy, but that is not authority. Hierarchy only compels someone to follow. It does not compel them to follow a true leader. What the fuck does a true leader mean, you ask? Don't worry, the text goes on and on and on, but somehow never seems to firmly answer that question. The true leader for these fascists, uh, like freedom for their conservative counterparts, is just kind of whatever they need it to mean for their political project. Uh, this essay, they say, is for those who see war and combat as agents of creation and not destruction. Now is the time of postmodern collapse, and collapse is both tomb and womb. Uh, so they're very big on combat. They view war as a fundamental of human history and as a force for creation and masculine value. Compare this to the Mussolini essay, Do uh, Doctrine of Fascism, which I covered earlier on this podcast. Uh, here uh, <laughs> is one of my favorite stupid lines in this entire essay. I don't know what the fuck this means. Quote, <laughs> they're discussing how to uh, manage political disagreement in a society. Quote, Consensual solutions rely on consent. Consent, of course, being a womanly term. Consent is for women. Uh, I agree with that. You should, uh, you should probably get a woman's consent. Half of you wouldn't be locked up uh, if you were, uh, had a firm understanding of consent. Uh, the, the number of uh, rapists and pedophiles in the uh, white nationalist movement is very, very disproportionately large considering the population at uh, 
that they spring from. Uh, so they do have a bunch of shit uh, fetishize, fetishizing action, of course. Quote, action comes from purpose, and purpose comes from will. That sounds like a self-help slogan. I don't know what the fuck that means either. Desire creates empires. Still don't know what the fuck that means. I'm pretty sure empires are built on uh, maintaining wealth extraction and keeping a small group of people in power. Uh, but that's because I read books. Uh, good books, not just this white nationalist garbage. Uh, moving on here. Man's purpose was always power. Power over man and power over nature. We, fascists, are an extension of nature. So they're uh, sort of trying to formulate an eco-fascist theory as they go. Which, making shit up as they go along, has always been the fascist way of doing things, going back to Mussolini. I'm so confused about how nature itself could have power over nature. Uh, are you power over nature, or are you simply an extension of nature? I don't understand. You have to fucking pick one. Not to try to defeat fascists with the power of logic, but uh, it, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Moving along here. Quote, This shall be the last generation of Europe in the sense that it is still European. European, of course, meaning having white skin. Uh, most of you guys are not European. You're descendants of settlers in Turtle Island. Uh, your ancestors left Europe, and they didn't intend for you to be European. So the idea that they're, like, European, uh, their own ancestors that they pretend to revere so much would be very confused, if not angry. Quote, Hierarchy, power, pride, strength, love of nation and flag, and hard work. These are the things that we value. So they're trying, again, to reach out to your normie conservative. They're, they're believing... They're trying to pretend that they're basically just law and order Republicans who believe in pride and love of nation and family and freedom and whatever. But they actually don't uh, value the nation or freedom or anything else. Uh, they don't value anything except power and they will crawl over each other like fucking rats on a sinking ship uh, in order to obtain that power. Moving along here, quote, uh, they, they did, I, I, uh, at one point describe themselves in the essay as national socialists, which is, uh, English for Nazi, so I felt that was noteworthy. They are Nazis, that is not a slur, that is not hyperbole, that is not me overstating my case, they are, quite literally, Nazis. They describe themselves as Nazis, and this essay in the PDF form that I read was covered in swastikas. So that was uh, really cool and good. Moving along here, quote, All we care is that we win. All we care about is that we win. Uh, not to be a fine-toothed editor here, but I have proofread essays before. All they care about is that they win. All they care about is that they exercise power. Preferably power over groups of people that they don't like. But if they can exercise power over others, that is what they will do. That is what fascists are, that is what fascists were, that is what fascists will be as long as fascists exist on this planet. Moving along here, quote, uh, they're fighting cap- well, this isn't quotes, this is more just me going through my, my notes here. Uh, they believe in fighting capitalism because they view it as undermining the race pyramid. They don't believe that the present society is racist enough. They, they, they are not your normie conservative who thinks this society as it exists is freedom. They think 
that freedom is power over others, which is what your normie conservative also thinks, uh, probably in like a half-hearted, not quite thought-out way, you'll have to listen to uh, our friends at Aftonomia podcast for more about what normie conservatives think. We don't give a shit about their opinions over here at a Black and Red Book Review. Uh, but they believe that the present society is not racist and therefore is degenerate and wrong. Uh, and then we go into some real old school uh, fascist bullshit now, where they equate capitalism with Bolshevism and pretend that uh, fascism is some third way, new way of looking at things. Quote, the capitalist is a Bolshevik. Liberal capitalism is against class authority in the sense of a contained aristocracy of noble birth. So I come out of uh, working many shit jobs in my life. A lot of them in the restaurant industry for a while, which is probably the worst place I've worked in my life. I've worked a few like office jobs and, and so on, but like the restaurant business in particular, that is a business that thrives on petty little tyrants. Like everyone knows that the who's ever worked in restaurants, shout out to my fellow restaurant workers. Uh, Everyone who's ever worked in restaurants knows that the second, mo the most useless person in a restaurant is not the boss. The boss, the owner of the shitty mom and pop place, is the second most useless restaurant uh, personality. The most useless person in a restaurant is always, always the owner's kid. And the owner's kid, the owner's kid probably wrote this essay to begin with. So, moving along here. Quote, what about nationalism? What about the monarchy? The system appears to us a million things, but it is only one. The one, I don't know what that one thing is, and I read the goddamn essay, so they seem to have lost their own thread on that one. Quote, action is ideology. Again, compare that to Mussolini's earlier text in the, uh, almost 100 years ago. Quote, the fearful want us to start a party and do politics. What a lovely word, right, because it, it presumes entitlement. Social conservatives are fascists, they say, who are afraid to say so. So they don't, they are not on the legalist versus vanguardist uh, spectrum. They are, they are on that spectrum, I should say, but they are very firmly not legalist. They are vanguardist. They want to... Uh, achieve their white ethnostate through organizing and violent revolution, through doing a fascism, in other words. Uh, they don't, they hold scorn for normie conservatives, as do I, uh, but for different reasons than I do, of course. This book explicitly rejects trying to reimagine masculinity, whiteness, or national socialism. Uh, it, it cites the French Revolution as the uh, violating the genetic right of the aristocrats in France to rule, and that is the justification behind any class system. If you are ruled, it is because the people who rule you have proven themselves superior to you, and they, they cite class struggle as equal to subversion. So they want to rule over you, over me, over you, over everyone they don't like. If you're queer and you're listening to this podcast, if you're a woman and you're listening to this podcast, if you're Jewish and you're exercising or listening to this podcast, I don't have to explain to you why fascists don't like you. Uh, you're already aware of the history of anti-Semitism pretty much all over Europe and its descended countries going back to the Middle Ages. Uh, but if you are a part of a marginalized community and you think these people can be reasoned with or debated with or... Uh, 
you know, engaged with in the marketplace of ideas, I have bad news for you. They want us dead. So we should probably start organizing and, and vetting and doing anti-fascism accordingly. So if there's one takeaway from this podcast, it's go do anti-fascism. I don't know what that means. This is not an actionable threat against anyone in particular. Just do anti-fascism. Be anti-fascist. You don't necessarily have to borrow the aesthetics of the old anti-fascista action from Germany in the 80s. You don't need to be an Antifa, which is just a convenient label that conservatives uh, borrow in order to shield their own affiliation with white nationalists. Uh, They just want us dead, and you should go do an anti-fascism. Anti-fascism is a duh position on this podcast, and if you don't like it, fuck you. Uh, they go into some Holocaust denial that... I just don't feel like reading the notes I have for that. Uh, they promote to... They promote, uh... The cell structure. They're in favor of violent terrorism. And one of, uh, my favorite lines from this essay, and it's one that I still happen to agree with, quote, The failure of the far right is the failure of character. Which sounds like something Covington wrote, uh, when he was alive. And his kids were not talking to him. But if there's only one line in this essay that I have to say I unconditionally agree with, it's that one. Uh, The far right is indeed a failure of character. Uh, This is obviously not an unbiased podcast as a uh, black and red anarchist. I am very much on the the libertarian side of the political left. Uh, But I would agree that the far right and white nationalists are uh, a failure of character. And beyond a failure of character, they are a disease. So this podcast is really more of a public health operation, really, to explain the symptoms and and history and outlook of this particular disease process. So, what have we learned from this essay? Uh, White nationalists be be bad. They, They are bad people. They, they, uh, someone will probably say, oh, Doc, you're being unreasonable. Just because you have bad ideas doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person. I would argue that people who, uh, run death camps when they have power and wish they could run death camps when they don't are bad people. Uh, I am opposed to death camps. Uh, that might be a hot take for some of you. Uh, but it is, uh, my position on this podcast. I am anti-death camp. Uh, except Death Death Camp for Cutie. That was a cool band a while ago. I think it was Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, it should be Death Camp. Doesn't matter. That was a cool band when I was growing up. Uh, but anyway, to wrap up the meandering here, uh, fascism is bad. Uh, this podcast sends its condolences to the survivors of the Buffalo shooting, which was committed at a supermarket in Buffalo by a white nationalist teenager who was taken alive very coddled way by police who routinely shoot black pregnant women, which has also happened recently in the United States. Uh, and he is now facing charges for all of the people he murdered, uh, where he will then spend the rest of his life in a cage with his fellow white nationalist scum, who will uh, probably be snitching on him the entire time. Because they are scum. They are scum to the rest of us. They are scum to each other. They are all trying to be America's next top Fuhrer. And you can't all be in charge, guys. You cannot all be in charge. Uh, there's an anecdote from a while back where an American neo-Nazi gets a letter from somebody in Golden Dawn. 
And the Golden Dawn guy says to him, listen, the problem American fascists have is that they're all trying to be the Fuhrer. And you can't all be the Fuhrer. One of you has to be the Fuhrer, and the rest of you have to learn to follow fucking orders. And uh, that anecdote is the inspiration for my personal term, America's Next Top Fuhrer. So this author in particular, uh, whose name or pseudonym escapes me, was a contestant for a long time in America's Next Top Fuhrer. Uh, but now, Iron March, in its entirety, by the way, the in, uh, so this will be the epilogue part of the episode, which is running a little longer than most of my others, for which I apologize. But epilogue to the context of this essay. Uh, Iron March, the forum, where this essay was posted originally, is... It, entirely archived by I forget the name of the organization now that I'm trying to remember it but it was like is a, a Jewish labor bund I think or like one of its descendants it was a an organization of by and for Jewish workers archived the entire website everyone's handle every single post everything and has it freely searchable on their website uh, so you can go look up whoever there have been hundreds of doxes Everyone who ever posted in this forum, your shit is on notice. They, like, we will find out who you are, we will find out where you live, we will find out where you work, and we will let every single person in your neighborhood know that you are a white nationalist scumbag. You're cowards and you're rats, but you cannot hide. You cannot hide from communities that are determined that we will not do a second Holocaust. We will not have a second Shoah. We will not have a second or a fourth, or whatever. I think it's the fourth clan this would be now. We won't have a fourth Reich. We won't have a fourth clan in the United States. We we will not allow this shit to continue. More and more people are aware, especially after Buffalo, that white nationalism is a growing threat in this country that is statistically way more fucking dangerous than Al-Qaeda has ever fucking been to people in the United States. Uh... And this shit cannot be allowed to continue. The police are not going to help us. The police are... It's not even really fair to say the police are infiltrated by white nationalists. White nationalists are the police. They are your judges. They are your landlords. They are your restaurant boss's rich fail son. They are petty bourgeois scum who fantasize about murdering people. That's who they've always been. That's who they are now. They want us dead and they are actively connected to institutions of power. We need to build new institutions of our own. We need to build communities that look out for each other, that can provide our own medical care, that can grow our own food, that can defend ourselves. This is Building these systems will be beneficial in so many other aspects of problems that are going on. But we need support personnel. We need... I think it's like five or six fighters for every, every, every frontline fighter in the United States military or in any insurgency in history. And this is and not to say that, uh, you know, this podcast is affiliated with an insurgency. Of course it isn't. Uh, but this podcast is using its First Amendment rights to say, we are pro-insurgency, we are pro-rebellion, we are freedom on this podcast, and we are anti-fascism. So we need to build strong communities, we need to do a whole bunch of shit that I don't need to hear about, I don't need to know about, learn about OPSEC and fucking practice it, right? Do a whole bunch of shit that I don't, I don't need to fucking hear about. I don't need the details on. 
But we need to build strong communities, to fight for each other, to love each other and support each other, and be willing to fucking go to the mat for each other, because that is what it's going to fucking take. These people want to exercise power over us, they want to fucking kill people we care about, they want to put boots on necks and bullets and skulls, and we cannot fucking allow that to happen through inaction and passivity. This is not a problem that's going to be voted away. This is not a fucking midterm issue. This is not a political angle. This is not something you can campaign on a platform of anti-fascism. The system itself keeps fascists in reserve for a rainy fucking day. Capitalists will try to cut deals with fascists in order to preserve their own wealth and power. It's happened in every single country that's fallen to fascism, and a failure of the left to get our shit together and to fucking defend our communities is... A failure that has happened in every single fucking country that has fallen to fascism. Period. We cannot do the same naive liberal bullshit or we will all be in fucking camps or in ditches in the side of the fucking road. We need to get our shit together. Until next time, go out there, do an anti-fascism, get your shit together... Get your friends shit together. All get on the same fucking page. Go do some shit. And please, for the love of God, don't read their bullshit. Leave that to us. This is Doc from the Black and Red Book Review. Angry and worked up more than I had intended to be. Signing off. Until next time. Schlinchip.